0: Welcome into another football podcast and football season. I'm Doug Kazarian. Uh, Mr. Executive Director John Murray will be joining us momentarily. And I just want to address, because I know I've received a lot of tweets from you out there and uh, same podcast, but we are shifting under the Daily Wager umbrella. And so Thursdays, we're just going to have a special edition of Daily Wager, Daily Wager Extra. And it'll be the same format that we do. We're still going to have Baby Bankroll Bonanza, we're still going to have John Murray break down. All the games, just trying to make it easier for everyone and putting it under one feed. And uh, we're also going to be introducing a new podcast Sunday night slash Monday mornings. So we're going to have a recap of the uh, football weekend for you to download and listen to on Monday morning. So you don't have to wait later in the week. Again, all on the uh, Daily Wager platform and umbrella and feed. So there's a lot of stuff uh, technical there. So I hope you guys didn't miss a beat. It was supposed to be seamless on that front, but we're still gonna have another fun season. John Murray's gonna join me momentarily. College, uh, real quick. We we I posted plays, a bunch of plays on ESPN.com's chalk section. There's some interesting plays. I'm gonna fade the Mac with both Bowling Green and Macron. not being that big of underdogs. All things considered, uh, did okay last weekend with some of our guest plays throughout the summer. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a lot more NFL on this Thursday. We are gonna have some college talk. In the future, but obviously with the season opening, I want to get Murray here, get some futures discussions and things along those lines. And of course, we'll wrap things up with the baby bank roll, bonanza. So a, a change in name, but not a change in content. Kicking is for losers. Ah, it's the sweet sound of the mating call for Mr. Executive Director John Murray. And that means the NFL season is here. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good. You know, I guess I can't spend every weekend for the rest of my life at Del Mar. I have to, at some point, I have to come back here to Las Vegas and book these NFL games and talk about them with people like you. But I'm excited, man. I I got bored in August. I'm ready for football. I'm ready for the NFL to start.
0: You know, Del Mar was awesome. We got to hang out together, but you know, we each made separate trips as well. And you're right. There, it, we are spoiled that we enjoy our, our jobs, and we get to talk about sports betting for a living. And mm-hmm. obviously, you're, you operate behind the counter as well. It's good to get the action back. We got a little taste of college, and now the NFL is here. I guess in general, with the lines of week one being up all summer, very different than obviously throughout the season, although you guys have games of the year. But I'm just saying that the majority of the money that comes in. We've seen some line moves that are interesting, whether it be the Aaron Rodgers, uh, unknown. You have the Seattle Indy game because of Carson Wentz injury. And we've seen this number move as well from six to eight and a half, nine. Are you going to hit nine, maybe teaser protection? What are we looking at here?
1: I think it's very possible you'll see some nine, uh, or see nine here at the Westgate Super Bowl. I see nine starting to pop up. Had a few of the more respected offshore books. A couple of the books here in Nevada have gone to nine. I see nine and a half out there right now. Don't be surprised if it goes to goes higher than eight and a half here. Teasers, a lot of teasers starting with Tampa Bay. And it just feels like every money line parlay in the world starts with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight. Zach Martin, arguably the best player from the Cowboys, is out with COVID. That's a big blow. That was part of the reason the line moved up. It reminds me a little bit of a Kansas City-England New England game. It was on a Thursday night. I want to say four years ago, maybe five years ago, Kansas City won that game in New England, and they knocked out all the money line parlays and all the teasers, and it was our biggest win of the entire NFL season, and it was the first game of the NFL <laughs> season. I don't think it's going to be that big tonight, but it's, it's, it's building. It's building to a very big liability. I think the books all over the country are going to be rooting for the Cowboys big time tonight.
0: Well, yeah, and there's no college game tonight, right? Some, we see that in sports, whether it be a championship game. And tonight, obviously, it's opening night. But we'll see other, other leagues, other sports just kind of defer to, to whoever deserves that prime spot. And the, the, so a lot of respect, a lot of kissing of the ring of the NFL, uh, letting them be. Although um, we do have baseball and a 1WNBA game. But so that's interesting. So why don't you guys just go to nine? Because of the teaser protection. Why not? Is it is it not that many teasers now that you guys have adjusted the juice?
1: It's not. There's not as many teasers here for us because we do have pretty high teaser juice to guard against that very situation. We may decide to go to nine here. We're, we're, we're kind of waiting to see. You don't want to go to nine, nine and a half too early and then have one of your really sharp groups come in and take that nine, nine and a half. Just because we've got some liability doesn't mean we just want to give away potential profits to wise guys that that's not uh, that's not the business we're in but it, we might get to a point where we decide okay this liability is so great it's time to raise it up it's time to dump some money off the game but you know we're talking at 9 30 in the morning here on the west coast this game doesn't start for about eight hours right so there's really no reason to panic we have with the with the phone accounts now you can write the money you want at the very end you don't need to worry about it this early in the day there's a long way to go before this game starts but but I'm looking at my screen right now, and it's it's getting pretty big. We've got, we have three times as many tickets on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as we do on the second-most bet team of the week in the NFL this week, which is the San Francisco 49ers. The liability on the Buccaneers is huge.
0: Well, let's get to the Niners, because that's a very popular teaser, I would imagine. Uh, I've given it out on Daily Wager a bunch. I also like that with the Sunday night game, the Rams. How <laughs> – it's pretty lopsided with the Niners, I would imagine. Uh, you just yes. mentioned it's the second most. I mean, I see some offshore places on this Bucks going to 10, so I imagine uh, you'll get there eventually. But uh, in general, as we look ahead to the Sunday line, what uh, let's start with this Niners. Like, what do you think the ticket count will become kickoff?
1: It's 16-1 to right now. My but gosh. I, I, I think that'll tighten a little bit because of the, the volume of the tickets. Most of the bets on that game. We'll come in on Saturday night and Sunday morning. But, of course, we're going to need Detroit huge, and you're going to have money line parlays with the 49ers. You mentioned the teasers with the 49ers. Everybody's going to look at that as like a free win, a free spot, no risk. The Lions will probably be our biggest need of the morning slate. I can't imagine. I'm looking at the board right now. We need Pittsburgh pretty big, but I can't imagine us rooting for anybody more than the Detroit Lions on Sunday morning
0: we're going to need Detroit huge. That comment was just uttered, and I imagine it's going to be uttered many Sundays.
1: That's a scary thing. It's scary to, to look at that. What's the coach, Dan Campbell, and yes. think, I, I got to root for this guy for 17 weeks? That, that, that makes me a little nervous. But that, that's, that's booking the NFL. You, you need these bad teams to win games and knock out money line parlays, or at the very least, cover the spread, if you don't get any of that to happen, you're going to be in a lot of trouble.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder if Dan Campbell's going to be a kicking is for losers guy because he
1: feels he, like one. He feels he? like one. Yeah, I know he does. Yeah. He, he has that vibe of like yeah, this guy.
0: School.
1: I'm going to laugh at this guy when he kicks a 22 yard field goal. That's what I think to myself when I see him there. But but I, I, my radar is not always perfect on that because I would have thought Kingsbury would be super aggressive. And I, I watch these Cardinals games on Sunday afternoons, and he's kicking field goals all the time. Yeah. So sometimes your radar can be off on those.
0: It's a good point. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. They're going to be down a lot, you would think. Now, wh- what would the line be if Trey Lance were starting? So it's seven and a half right now, San Francisco yeah. road favorite. What would it be with Lance?
1: I don't know that we would make too much of an adjustment there. I, I, I think at this point in their respective careers, those guys are pretty interchangeable. Hmm. I, I don't know if he'd be looking to make a big uh, – now, by the end of the season, that might be very different, depending on how, how Trey Lance plays. And I got to think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be injured in, what, the first couple of weeks of the season anyway. So, but, but right now, while Lance has no in-game regular season action and Garoppolo isn't injured yet, I'd say pretty interchangeable.
0: Wow. See, I would not bet it if it were Lance. I, I am only betting this because it's Garoppolo. and TV I think it's on.
1: all about the – I think, to me, it's all about Kyle Shanahan, who I consider to be very underrated. I mean, everyone's always heaping praise on McVay, deservedly so. But I, I think Shanahan's extremely underrated, and it's more about the parts around those guys than it is about the two quarterbacks.
0: Okay. Uh, the other seven-and-a-half-point game is the Sunday night game that I think will be a lot of teaser action. and Certainly, that's what I've been discussing on air. Rams at seven and a half. I don't understand the Bears love. I don't understand the Justin Fields love maybe down the road, but he is not ready. This mm-hmm. Chicago team is very limited on terms of offense. And obviously um, you have a low ceiling with Andy Dalton does not have the weapons like he did over da- uh, D- Dallas last year. And then the defense is got solid. It's fine, but it's not, you know, the 85 bears. So I think this Rams is a one-sided game. I think so highly of Matthew Stafford. I think so little of Goff, although he had his moments, to be fair. This yeah. is not a total pathetic quarterback or anything like that. But I think the Rams are legit contender, and I think this is a one-sided game. I'm also using it in teasers.
1: Where are you? Because uh, I feel like you like a number of these favorites. What, what's your recommendation for the, the young men and women out there playing Survivor Contests? I can't get a read on you because it seems like you like all of them.
0: Uh, it's a good question. So (laughs) I'm going to be heading over to Circa after the game tonight, grabbing some steakhouse and I'm not going to be using Tampa because I'll be going after the game, but I am in Tampa in in one or two pools. And then I'm also in, uh, the Niners. I'm just, just, just not even messing around. I think the Niners are going to go in, take care of business, very professional workmanlike approach coming off last year. They got a taste of missing the playoffs and all that. They're healthy. They're back. I don't think they're messing around. I think they're. Uh, if I had to bet my life on one team to win this weekend, it would be San
1: Francisco. I think the Niners are going to be a popular play. So are the Rams. We just talked about For the sure. game. This is a classic spot where we talk about this every every season we do this show. This is the kind of classic spot where the line could rise. If you see Tampa Bay win tonight, Buffalo win on Sunday morning, the 49ers win on Sunday morning, maybe Kansas City in the afternoon, you might see this number drift up. Talk about the, the Los Angeles Rams number after the, the books post their afternoon scores, they're going to see the liability they have going to the Rams. And you might see this number go up to eight and a half or nine. Now, if there's some upsets, if Dallas wins tonight, if maybe Cleveland wins in Kansas city, maybe there won't be as much exposure to LA, but I agree with you. And I, I think one of the things really holding Chicago back offensively is Matt Nagy talking about a guy that likes to kick field goals. I have, I have very little <laughs> confidence in him, very little confidence in Andy Dalton quite a bit of confidence in the combination of Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford. So the Rams are a team tempting to use them in survivor pools. Although if you look at their schedule, they've got some, they got a couple of like easy games coming up down the road here in October. I think they go back to back where they play the jets and the, and the Texans or something like that. Mm. So maybe you don't want to burn the Rams in week one, Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's the Lions and the Texans the last two weeks of yeah, October. They, they lost I'm sure yeah.
0: the Rams at home as 17 – or is the uh, Jets at home as 17-and-a-half-point favorites.
1: Yeah, excuse me. They, they play uh, the 24th. They host the Lions. The 31st, they go at the Texans of October. So you might want to hang on to the Rams.
0: You know, it's only week one, and we're already in midseason form. Murray, I was going to ask you how high do you think this Rams line goes because, mm-hmm. you know, you were sensing maybe a middle – Maybe a, a take a piece early of the Rams, come back for a middle and, and the bonanza, but no, you, you answered it without my without my even asking. So it probably not going as high because it's like the Bears have a popular fan base and they're still regarded as a decent
1: team, right? Yeah, but but it is about a six to one ticket count on the Rams. Okay. The, the Bears, the Bears are a team that made the postseason two of the last three seasons. Right. I think it's easy to forget that, but they have been in the playoffs. They were getting to the playoffs, Mitch Trubisky. I'm, I'm not sold on Justin Fields. I'm in the same camp as you. I know Dalton's playing this week, but I'm not sold on Fields e- either. And I'm really not sold on Matt Nagy. But there will be some support for Chicago. They're such a popular team. They've got such a great fan base. They've got a fan base that talks themselves into the Bears every year. So I, I, I do, I'm I do with you, man. On I've
0: only base. made a, a few uh, wagers for the Futures. One of them is Bears minus 220 to miss the playoffs. I think it's just kind of a puzzling line. I'd make it $3. Uh, I do we not got, see. We, we took a lot of
1: bears. Uh, we took a lot of bears to make the playoffs. Money when they're all that Aaron Rodgers, Will He, right. he stuff was going it. on. So we we do have we have quite a little, quite a bit of liability on the Bears making the playoffs. I, I think we have more liability on Chicago getting into the postseason than any team in the NFL. And if I have this right, I don't think a single person at the Westgate Superbook has bet the Bears. No. Ooh. Ooh. So it's all Bears all the time, and I think it's a combination of they've got a fan base. That likes to back their teams at the window. Chicago loves to back his teams at the window, and also they we thought they thought maybe Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to be playing this season.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll have to venture over and see you uh, because I am not high on them, and just I just not. But you're right; they they've kind of smoked and mirrored mirrored it a little bit. Let's go to the uh, <laughs> beginning of the Sunday card. You mentioned this game: Pittsburgh and Buffalo. A lot of hype on the Bills. A lot of hype on on Josh Allen, MVP, and understandably so. They were just awesome last year. And the betting market really never caught up to them. They were outstanding against the spread. I remember last year they were on a neutral side against Arizona or in Arizona against San Francisco, and they were underdogs on Monday night. And it was like Nick Mullins and they just blew him out. It's like looking back, it's like what the heck? So uh th- these two teams played last year on Sunday night football at the Ralph. I believe the line was three. This one's six and a half. Could be a trendy teaser play. I'm I'm higher on the Steelers than most but not in this situation. I want no part of them. Six and a half feels like the right line.
1: I remember that game, that, that Monday night game. Uh, everybody, All these sharp guys bet the 49ers against Buffalo in that spot. I, I remember that and that And game, I think, was played. Wasn't that game played in Arizona Correct. or something? Because of the, Yeah, it was, there was some weird thing. Where they weren't allowing contact sports in Santa Clara County because of COVID. So they moved the game to Arizona. Bizarre game. All the wise guys were on the 49ers. They lost. A lot of money on Buffalo this week for Sunday's game against Pittsburgh. We had a guy actually bet 50,000 on the bills minus six and a half back in July. We went to seven off of his play. Now the market is settled back at six and a half, pretty much six and a half everywhere right now on Buffalo. We'll need the Steelers pretty big. A lot of question marks with Pittsburgh. You know, we, we, we had some jokes earlier about guys kicking field goals, punting Mike Tomlin. I still have uh, just, Horrible memories of Mike Tomlin's performance in that wild card loss to the Cleveland Browns, punting on his own, on the other team's 39 yard line or whatever the hell he was doing. Hard to have a lot of confidence in Pittsburgh. And it's easy to back Buffalo. They seem to do everything right. They've got a great front office, a great coaching staff, a great young quarterback. It's easy to see why so many people are behind them this year.
0: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Uh, it's not a train I want to jump in front of just yet, although it is a high price. Remember, uh, we talk about key numbers all the time. Four is not really one anymore because there's so much scoring in the fourth quarter. You see the two-point conversion. It's three, seven, six are the top three in order most common outcomes. So that key number of seven's right there. Um, so the fact that you went up to seven, do you think it touches seven again?
1: It has touched seven. It might. It might touch it again. Wouldn't surprise me at all because you've got you've got about a two-to-one ticket count on on Buffalo, but. Pittsburgh is a very popular team, and I, I do even see a couple sixes out there in Las Vegas, so maybe not. Okay. It, maybe maybe it won't, but it, it wouldn't surprise me, especially after Tampa Bay most likely wins tonight. Some liability starts to build up on some of these favorites, and some bookmakers get a little spooked. Let's keep it in the morning
0: game, at least for us out here. It'll be morning. The Seattle Indy game is really interesting because Indy was a small favorite. Then the Carson Wentz news surfaced, went to mm-hmm. Seattle, now what is expected to play it's not moving back and it's actually going higher seattle's a full three here
1: at indy we have two and a half 20 at the westgate but yeah you're right most of the market is at three on the seahawks i think that this number has moved just off of money and off of action you've got about it here at the westgate we have about a 11 to 1 tick count on seattle been a, a, a Annoying game to book. Can I use that word? Because first of all, you get Wentz and Quentin Nelson are both hurt. and they say, "Oh, never mind, they're going to play." Wait, never mind, Carson Wentz is in COVID nineteen protocol. So it's just constantly moving stuff around. There was some questions about a few players on Seattle talking about Jamal Adams and Dwayne Brown. With their, they had contract uh, possible holdout situations. There sounds like they're both going to play on Sunday. I don't know how good Jamal Adams really is and how much of a difference he makes, but it does sound like. He is in the lineup, and now you're seeing the, the line move towards the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, I would say the annoying games for me uh, to handicap and really games I don't want to watch, there's three of them. Uh, all in the morning, Minnesota minus three at Cincy, Philly at Atlanta where the, where the Falcons are laying three and a half or three at some places with the juice, and then Arizona, Tennessee. Like I have no opinion on any of these games. Those seem <laughs> annoying.
1: I think that Minnesota Cincinnati is going to be an interesting game to watch just because I think the Bengals have the potential to be a fun team offensively. If Burrow's healthy, they bring in Jamar Chase, top five pick this year. Don't forget about T Higgins, who they took with the first pick in the second round a year ago out of Clemson. A lot of receivers there, a lot of options for Burrow. They could be a team really putting the ball in the air. They might be a fun team to watch. I don't think they're going to make the postseason or anything like that, but they could be a fun team to follow this season I agree with you about those other games. I I can't say I've got much interest in those games at all.
0: But Arizona-Tennessee is good. I mean, playoff contenders. Don't get me wrong. I just can't get a read on it. And the the Titans. We'll see. Um, Vrabel and those Titans are you know they're an over machine with with Tannehill. We talk about that all the time. I mm-hmm. just uh, I just don't know if I can trust Arizona on the road. But I don't want to bet against them either because I think they're explosive.
1: Yeah, I just don't. I'm a little wary of the Cardinals. You know, they they bring in some veteran guys like JJ Watt. I I don't know about the durability of Kyler Murray. And then we met, we already touched on it, but the field goals from uh, Kingsbury, uh, it makes me a little nervous. Tennessee is a very trendy team this year. And I think it's a, because they brought in Julio Jones and B because of all the issues that the Indianapolis Colts have had in the off season Tennessee, very, very trendy pick to do well in the AFC South, maybe to make the Super Bowl. No one's looking at Houston or Jacksonville. It's a two-horse race, and the Colts have had their share of problems.
0: Something's got to give. The old something's got to give department. Tennessee, with Ryan Tannehill, starting regular season games, 21-4-1 and one to the over. and uh, But all wow. eight Arizona games on the road last year went under the total. So... Something's got to give there. <laughs> uh, no, for sure. A couple of other games in the morning before we get the uh, big afternoon ones. Carolina, the old Sam Darnold, squaring off with his former team right out of the gates. Minus four here, the Panthers at home to the Jets. I think this will be a fun game, high scoring game with. although the total is only forty four, but uh, I really don't care who wins.
1: We were at we were at five and a half, and then moved it to five yesterday, and then there was a respected group that was taking five with new york and it looks like they hit all around town because i see almost the whole city now at four circles actually all the way down to three and a half so very respected money on the new york jets plus the points in that game tough handicap game it's the sam Darnold revenge tour but you don't really know what to make of the, the new york jets they've got a rookie head coach they've got a rookie quarterback replacing sam Darnold. Uh, to me it's a tough game to handicap but i can definitely report sharp money on the jets and the points
0: this last game in the morning, I mean, or two games in the morning, there is this is why we have power ratings, right? You got Jacksonville, which went one in 15 last year, losing its last 15 games, has a rookie quarterback, rookie coach on the road, and they're somehow laying three.
1: Yeah, it really just speaks to how bad we think Houston's going to be. That's all this is. We, Houston's got, they've got a rookie coach too, a guy who, based on what I read, didn't really have a lot of success in his recent assistant jobs anywhere I'm not sure how he got that job and then they've got Terod Taylor playing quarterback because they can't play Deshaun Watson and Terod Taylor he's a quality backup but he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL and they they lost some of their other key parts as well like we mentioned JJ Watts gone to Arizona there's just not much on the field there for the Texans and they look like they're going to be in for a very long season it's about a two to one ticket count on Jacksonville here and that's kind of crazy when you consider everything you just said with the rookie coach, the rookie QB, and, oh, yeah, they went 1-15 in last year and they're playing on the road and they're the team getting the money.
0: It's a fascinating game. I've heard some people, Tyler Fulgham on our show, says he's going to use Jacksonville as eliminator. He's just going to fade the heck out of Houston in the survivor pools. I oh. – look, I – they're <laughs> tanking, okay? That's why he gets yeah. the job. Let's be honest. I'm i going to answer your question. That's why I got the job, but – I sure. just don't know if I'm as aggressive as that with Jacksonville. I will say uh, the, your your game that's intriguing with your Washington football team. Yeah, they've been won pretty much all summer. Uh, there's some pickums out there. I there's a lot of people saying that Chargers. Excuse me, Chargers were favored. I, this game's. I think Chargers are a bet on team at least early in the season until they get some injuries.
1: This game is drifting towards Washington being favored. You know, you're seeing a lot of the more respected offshore books are now Washington minus one. The Chargers, yeah, you're right. They've got a couple of weeks before the whole team gets hurt, right? So this would be the time to bet on the Chargers. Derwin James is not hurt yet. Joey Bosa is not hurt yet. I love Justin Herbert. We'll see what's going on with the new coach, Staley, in there replacing Anthony Lynn. The Chargers have as much talent as any team in the entire NFL. So it has surprised me a little bit to see the number drifting towards Washington.
0: I'll say this about Washington. Obviously, I understand why there's some support for the football team and chic pick to win the division because of that defense finally gets a quarterback. That defense was not that strong statistically outside the division. So they got to face those quarterbacks, young Daniel Jones, Danucci and company in Dallas, Carson Wentz and all his problems. When they had yeah. to face outside now, with that being said, the offense was putrid and put the defense probably on a lot after a lot of three and outs on the field. So I think the Washington defense is really good. Don't get me wrong. But they are just not this like amazing defense statistically. I mean, look, Brady carved them up in the playoffs. They have some shortcomings. And we're going to see. They're going to need to score. And they might do that with Fitzpatrick. I'm, I'm bullish on Fitzpatrick more than others. But just pump the brakes a little bit on this Washington D. It wasn't that great statistically outside the division a year ago.
1: What a duo the Cowboys had in Mike McCarthy and Danucci at quarterback. I mean, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's exactly how Jerry Jones had it drawn up for his Cowboys to have those two in the two most important positions. And, uh, yeah, of course, it helped Washington's defense look good that they were playing against blockheads like Mike McCarthy. There's no doubt about that.
0: He really is a blockhead. Let's go to the afternoon. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, this is a fascinating game. And I talked to an outsmaker all- in another book, and he kind of reminded me of this, and I, I forgot Patrick Mahomes is the rare sort of darling of the betters and the sports books a year ago. Because remember, the Chiefs, I think, had like that nine game win streak where they only covered one game and there was a lot of pushes. It was at the Saints. It was closed two and a half, but it was mostly three for the week. And they won by three. But they just could not cover. It was Miami and, and uh, they got a late field goal that the Dolphins did to cover because it was a two score game. They went under the, no, I think it was eight to, or nine to six and it was six and a half. just something like that. So both the books loved. Mahomes for a stretch of about nine games a year ago. And then obviously the public was just backing them like no other.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I want to say they beat the Bucks by three in the regular season game, too. And the Bucks covered, if I remember that correctly.
0: Even though they are up 17, I think, yeah, in the first quarter. Yeah.
1: And it was like a really big win for us. But, and then they did us another favor by losing the Super Bowl, which is another great win for us. So, yeah, Kansas City was certainly a, a friend of the bookmakers last season. And I don't think they covered that divisional playoff win against Cleveland. Mahomes gets knocked out of that game. Right. And Cleveland, I, I believe Cleveland covered, which was another win for us. So, yeah, the Chiefs are very, very good friend of ours last year. And they are getting the money in this game. Uh, Kansas City getting about a two-and-a-half to one ticket count. In spite of that, the number has gone down from six-and-a-half to six. Very heavily bet game in the afternoon for sure. We will need the Browns but it won't be one of our bigger need games today. I think we already touched on all of our games that are going to be the biggest liability games.
0: So the number is going to stay steady at six because of sharp money and you'll just let the market <laughs> kind of play itself out. You guys are okay with liability for the most part. And just, yeah, trust and you
1: know, them. the sharps, the sharp guys love to take the points with Cleveland, man. They've loved oh, that yeah. for years. They love taking the points with Cleveland back before Cleveland was a competent team. And now the Browns are actually competent with good players on both sides of the field and a decent coach. So yeah, of course, they're going to want to back the Browns.
0: Every once in a while, I'll come across a stat because, you know, you've seen them all when you work in the business. But this one, I just still chuckle at Cleveland has not won a season opener since 2004. They're oh fifteen 15 and one in season openers since then. I mean, that's just remarkable. I know they had some tough years, but my gosh.
1: Plus, they have a tie in there. There's nothing Mm -hmm. funnier than a good tie.
0: Yeah, it's nice so, when uh, yeah. you get that just that extra, yeah, that extra yes. mention. A game I'm really interested. In. So I mentioned earlier that I have only a few futures bets. One of my probably my favorite one is Bill Belichick, eighteen to one to win Coach of the Year. I know you guys have him as about the second favorite, at twelve to one. Another book has him as the favorite at ten to one, and I just think it sets up perfectly for a wonderful narrative. If mm-hmm. Mac Jones is solid and they go to the playoffs, Belichick's going to get a lot of credit. If the defense returns to its form from a couple years ago, Belichick's going to get a lot of the credit. And remember, this team spent the most money of anyone in free agency. It's not a 7-win team like it was in 2020. I'm not saying it's back with the, the you know, 7 pats, but I, I do think this team's back. And if, you know, the buck, plus the buck 20 to make the playoffs in the yes-no market, plus 350 to win the division, so why not just bet Belichick if you can grab an 18-1, to a 16-1, to much like LeBron hadn't won it in so long. Belichick hasn't won this award since 2010. Last year we saw a wild card coach. Stefanski win the coach of the year, albeit on an 11-win team. I think the, the table is set for Belichick to win coach of the year, and the Patriots are now laying the full three here. It was two and a half most of the summer, and I, and I understand the line move. It should have been three all summer here hosting Miami.
1: We've uh, we've got Belichick at 12-1 to 1 to win coach of the year. We did have him at 14-1, and then in the middle of July we had a gentleman come in. He laid 1,500 to win 21 grand on Belichick to win coach of the year. We did have, uh, speaking of week one's game, very respected customer played Patriots minus two and a half. A couple of weeks ago, we went to three on the Patriots, and now we're at New England minus three, minus 120. So one of the more respected bets we've taken in NFL week one was definitely that guy who bet us in New England a few weeks back. But he betted at two and a half, not three. I don't have to tell you how big of a difference that is.
0: Yeah, no, it really is. And we're seeing like minus three, minus twenty, minus twenty-five at some places too. I just think it's Belichick all summer to kind of prepare for Tua. And after seeing and there, and the other narrative is he 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 knows what's being said after Brady wins, it's like, oh, Brady was the key in New England all those years. Well, Belichick lost more than Brady last year. He lost his like an entire defense. And now there's no Stefan Gilmore on the pup list for the first six games. Um I think that's interesting to me. But I I still think this is going to be a fascinating game. I not I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would lay it probably if I had to, but because I think Miami's good. But I, I just trust Belichick here.
1: Yeah, it's hard not to trust Belichick, and we don't. We we need to see a little bit more out of Tua. So let, let's see how he looks in this game. This is an important division game. It's only week one. I don't want to get carried away, but this is an important division game. You got to think these two teams are going to be the two teams chasing the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. And, and but they both need to get off to a good start in this game.
0: Belichick out of the gates, at least since 2010, seven three and one ATS in season openers. Another afternoon game that's that's trickled up. Denver now full three at the Giants. We're not sure if Saquon Barkley's health, maybe Evan Ingram as well. I think the Giants team is very underrated. I, maybe not very, but it's slightly underrated. I think they're better. Last year they had one of the toughest schedules in the NFL. Went six and ten. Played Tampa real tough on that Monday night at home late in the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the game where they show that they're decent, but I can see the love for Denver and uh, Teddy ATS because he was, he's a cover machine, especially on the road.
1: The problem with the Giants is what you just mentioned. They're so banged up. Barkley's listed as questionable. I figure he probably will play in that game. But Dory Jackson's listed as questionable. Evan Ingram's doubtful. Kenny Galladay is probable. These are some of the really key guys for the Giants' offense, obviously. Bridgewater gets the start for Denver. You know, Denver, outside of the quarterback position, and I'm not a big fan of Vic Fangio, but outside of those two spots, they've got about as good a roster as there is in the league. It's true. So you can see why there's a lot of support for the Broncos in this game. We're at minus three even. It's about a three-to-one ticket count on Denver here. We're going to need the Giants pretty big in this game. And I know we're going to need the Giants really big at the Super Bowl in Colorado. You know, that's uh, <laughs> we're starting to get a lot of accounts there at the Super Bowl in Colorado. And I got a feeling they're going to be looking to bet on their Broncos on Sunday afternoon at the Blackhawk Casino. Excuse me, the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk. Pardon me.
0: Will you have a different line there than you do at other books
1: in like No, no for something like the NFL, we're going to try to just book the same numbers. Uh, just trust the market on the NFL. So we've got Denver minus three even money at the Westgate in Las Vegas. We've got Denver minus three even money at the Lodge in Blackhawk, and we're going to try to keep it like that for the time being. I wonder what the. I'm line not going to commit. I'm not going to commit to never doing that. But that's how we want to do it. You know, the the reason why is. We don't want to get into the habit of ripping off the people in Denver or in Colorado. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to get a reputation in Colorado as oh, we always have the worst number on the Broncos. They'll take their business somewhere else. We want to give. We want to give the people in Colorado a good number on the Broncos. They'll give us their action.
0: Well, I mean, they dictate the market right. Like, then don't bet it, and then they'll come down. Right. Like I mean, I just think if you guys are live, why we'll would I want? Why that?
1: would I want people in Denver and in Colorado to not bet with the Superbook in Colorado? I don't want that at all. I want the exact opposite of that.
0: Well, I mean, we've, we've talked about this in the past in college or whatever it may be, you know, maybe the Cavs teams and, and with when LeBron is like, if they're going to lay 13, why move it to 12?
1: I just don't see the need to, I mean, I know that's how a lot of bookmakers operate, but I, I really think the betting public is a lot smarter than that. I think they catch on eventually and they, they yeah. say, every time I'm looking to bet on, every time I try to bet Denver at this sports book, I get a bad price. And then I'm going to take my business somewhere else. And I don't care that much about them getting an extra half point against us in one game. I care more about getting their overall business. That's what. Right. Uh, that's what it's well, all. Well, it depends.
0: About. I, I just didn't know what it was from a liability standpoint. We see this with other books throughout the country. You know, we hear her sure. about the, the LSU and Mississippi and stuff like that. It is interesting for me, just you know, being a passionate about the business to see how you massage it all. If you pull all the money from different states and how it goes. I one fun fact I want to mention on Denver. They were the only team in the NFL last year. So not Jacksonville. Not the Jets. They were the only team that was not – that was an underdog in every game. So other teams were actually oh, – they and that, they're a road favorite of three right out the gates in the next year. Let's go to Green Bay and New Orleans because it's an interesting game. Aaron Rodgers obviously uh, had the saga over the summer, so we saw a line move there. Now with the hurricane recently, uh, this game's now in Jacksonville. And I, I wonder if this is – I mentioned this on air, and I don't know if this is resonating quite yet, but we know about the Miami Dolphins, how strong they've been in September and home games because of the heat and the way that, the, that they put their opponent in darker jerseys and stuff like that. I wonder in Jacksonville, if new Orleans goes light jerseys, make the Packers who are not used to the humidity. I wonder if that becomes a factor like it has been for dolphins games over the years.
1: It's possible. Yeah. And, and, and this is, a, this is a game. That's just, that's just moved around as much as any other game between the, Will Aaron Rodgers be the quarterback for the, for the Green Bay Packers? Where will the game be played? They've moved the location from New Orleans to Jacksonville, obviously. They might, uh, I mean, if they're smart, they'll make them wear the, the dark jerseys. Talking about the Green Bay Packers, make them wear the dark jerseys. Could be a factor. We've got Green Bay minus four right now. I kind of feel like that number is a little high, uh, but that's because I'm a shameless Jameis Winston homer. Our guy. you know, And, and I will say the public is all over Green Bay. So right now it's almost five to one Green Bay bets, even at the number of minus four, which does seem a touch high to me. I think New Orleans might be a little underrated this season. I actually think they've upgraded the quarterback going from Reese to Winston. Sean Payton, a very respected coach, obviously, and, and Green Bay, I don't think as much of the coach as some people do.
0: Really? Interesting. Interesting, because obviously uh, it's an upgrade from McCarthy, and he's yes. gone 13 well, yes each of his two years. So uh, I guess it's still stinging you what happened last year in the NFC Championship game.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just I thought that was a boneheaded decision uh, to, to kick there in the, in the NFC title game. I don't know how you lose a game like that when the other team's quarterback throws three interceptions in the second half and you're playing at home, and you still manage to lose. That, that, that takes uh, some doing.
0: Oh, Tom Brady's the greatest, though. Come on. Come on. We know. That. Uh, no, no, Brady's is. great. Brady's is. great. But, but that you're, game, you're at home they should have won that game.
1: Championship game. You got a home field advantage, the conference title game, and you get three interceptions in the second half. They still lose. That, that takes quite a bit to pull that off.
0: Baltimore-Vegas, the lone Monday night football game. We don't get the doubleheader in the opening night like we have the last few years. Where do you think this number closes? Because it was six, and it got bet down to four. Ravens we talk about their preseason run they're 20 and 0 the last handful of years but we're in an odd way maybe it translates to the opener because they are 5 and 0 straight up in ATS in season openers the last five years so maybe that edge and whatever it is that they don't have that sort of mailing it in in the preseason there's a carryover for other teams where it's not the case for Baltimore.
1: I don't know that it's going to go much higher than this. I mean, I, I, I think the public is definitely going to bet Baltimore for all the reasons you just said. And and you know the public, they love these little road favorites. These, I don't consider four and a half a cheap road favorite, but you know the public does. Right. So they, they look at that like that's an easy, that's a slam dunk. All I got to do is win by a touchdown, right? So I, I know the public is going to bet on Baltimore, but there will be some support for the Raiders from the locals, the locals here, the people that come from California to go to this game. This game is Monday night. At Allegiant Stadium, I'm going to be at that game, DK. I'm very oh. excited about. Ooh. I am very excited about uh, checking out the stadium, going to that game on Monday Night Football. This will be a lot of fun. We're going to need the Raiders, but I I do think it's going to be a game with decent two way action. It's not going to be like the game tonight, the Buccaneer game. It's not going to be like the Rams on on Sunday night. It's not going to be like the 49ers. There's going to be good two way action here, but we will need the home team.
0: Look at you, such a high roller suit. You are oh, no. a suit.
1: I think I have to wear a suit too. No, I'm
0: kidding. Oh, I mean, that would be. I need a picture. That'd be, awesome. that. that'd be a new yeah. new avatar. Uh, <laughs> all right, my man. Well, look, it's uh, always awesome to break down the card. Good to have you back here, um, and we got to get to the bonanza. All right, everyone's uh, America's favorite game show uh, as we we break it down. Now, your your sister had it had a child. Uh, congratulations to the Murray family. We have we Ooh. have to have a new. Uh, kind of baby bankroll bonanza gift maybe it's for arthur little arthur i had the baby (laughs) in this in this 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 year
1: i was yeah i was gonna say that caroline uh that's that's my my sister jessica and my brother-in-law adam's daughter caroline she's nine months now and she's growing so fast that the thing that i bought her because i lost the baby bankroll bonanza last year you defeated me and i bought her this mini mouse situation for her to play in and when I was home over the summer, I was told that she'd already outgrown it and couldn't even fit in there anymore. Uh-oh. So we might have to – we could either buy Caroline something new or we could get something for Arthur. They're both babies. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm comfortable either way.
0: Yeah, so, the, so the, the winner receives the gift from the loser, and my new puppy will get the <laughs> gift if, if I win again. And then obviously – uh i have to buy the gift for the for another gift because they're toddler i mean it's all the same right they're babies they're still babies right
1: well caroline will be what 14 months old yeah sunday or 13 and a half months i think we can still call her a baby i wonder how long we'll we'll call her by her how how many months old she is like will it be like oh she's 39 months old or will we stop it at some point i hope we stop it at some point
0: yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, Arthur's almost five months old, in a few days, yeah. the little guy will be be five months. Uh, well, that, I, you can I,
1: still I, definitely use months when you're talking about a five month old. Yeah, think that's no, very that's fair.
0: That's fair. Uh, um, all right, bud. Well, uh, we're gonna go ten grand bankroll, mm-hmm. and uh, we have some options here. Are you? Why don't I give you the honors here to uh, yeah. step up to the T box?
1: I'm gonna to take, uh, take the last plus six on Cleveland left. Uh, Cleveland left. It was South Point, our friends at the South point have Kansas City minus 6. I'll take Cleveland plus six for 1,100 to win 1,000. Seeing some sharp money come in on the Browns during this show as we were recording it. And I already kind of like that side because I, I think the Browns are just so loaded on both sides of the ball. And like you mentioned, Kansas City really wasn't good at covering the point spread last year. So give me Cleveland plus six for 1,100 to win 1,000. And that's it for me this week. I don't. Uh, okay. I don't plan on having a lot of picks. I got to figure out what I'm going to do in Survivor. I'm kind of getting nervous about this, but I'll figure something out.
0: Yeah, I should ask you. That's, what are you planning to? do? You asked me.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, I, I was kind of thinking about the Rams. You made some good points about. You made some good points about the 49ers. I don't really want to cash in the bucks tonight, but if you look at the Bucks schedule, they've got a lot of really tough games after this one. Uh, so it might not be, it might not be the worst time to use them because just looking at their schedule, you may not want to use them again until week 17 when they play the New York jets. Uh, Cause they've got, they've got a lot of tough games coming up.
0: They have the giants at home in November. They have the Falcons at cool. home next week.
1: Giants at home. You're right. I, I, I don't think I'd want to use them against the Falcons. Uh, Cause I think next week, the next week there's like a slam dunk game. I think it's Houston at Cleveland. If I remember that correctly. <laughs> So you're probably going to want to use Cleveland next week. So I wouldn't use that game against Atlanta. But Monday, November 22nd, they host the Giants. And certainly, they will be in play that night.
0: All right. Uh, good stuff. I'm going to uh, grab some eight and a halves and a teaser. Uh, There's some eight and a halfs out there tonight. I'm going to use Tampa in a teaser. Take it to the Niners. Uh, just classic square teaser play. I don't care. I think that little of Detroit. And I'll take uh, San Fran down to one and a half. I'll do that for a dime. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go 3K on the Rams. We're going to play this one back, but I, I'm laying the seven and a half for now on the Sunday night game. I think I'm going to play some back in game and try to go for a middle right out of the gates, Murray. Create a hole.
1: Create I don't think hole, there's Murray. anything. You know what? I don't think there's anything square about playing teasers through three and seven in the NFL. And it's exactly why we have such high juice on teasers here because there's nothing square about that. and you've got, you've got a relatively low total in the San Francisco game, high total in the Tampa Bay game, but that number's drifting up. So getting that 2.5 for the first leg of your teaser, if that game's closing 9.5, 10 everywhere, pretty good value as well. So I, I don't know if there's anything square about it at all.
0: And you guys jacked up the juice, not because you were losing all the teasers. Let's just put it that way. Back in the day uh, when hey, I would run was running over to the Hilton –
1: we had some lean years on teasers. I, yeah. I don't want to say losing, but yeah. not winning as much as we should have.
0: Okay. So, I, I do like me some teasers, and I think those are the right teams to do it. All right, my friend. Uh, good stuff, as always. Really good to be back with you. It's good to have football back, and, uh, you know, we'll still see each other. We'll still hang out. We have good lives out here in Las Vegas, but we also get to do the pod.
1: Life is life's pretty good. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Very busy weekend for sure. We call it our third busiest week of the year behind March Madness, Super Bowl. NFL Week 1 is number three. So we're very excited. It should be a good crowd tonight, good crowd this weekend, probably a good crowd Monday, but I won't know anything about it because I'll be at Allegiant Stadium.
0: That a boy. That a boy. All right. uh, Be well, and we'll talk back next week.
1: All right, buddy. Talk next week. So that's going to do it
0: for this edition of Daily Wager Extra Again, that was a focus on the NFL, but in the coming Thursdays, we're going to mix in some college as well. And then don't forget, Monday morning, we will have a brand new podcast centering around the weekend, the football weekend of betting, and uh, a lot of good stuff as always. And again, every Thursday, we'll talk to an odds maker. We'll have other guests like we did last year throughout the football season and let the schedule dictate a lot of it. In terms of the card, the college card this weekend, again, ESPN.com's chalk section. We also have the Daily Wager podcast. Still Monday through Friday. So we're basically going to have more content. I know we're going to be doing a props pod as well. So a lot of stuff out there to uh, scratch those itches you have. If you're more into the props, there'll be a separate one dedicated to that. We'll do long form with an odds maker and some other guests throughout the season. Then we'll still have the daily one during the week, 10 minutes or less. So a lot of good content out there all under the daily wager feed.